Welcome to the Calvary Podcast, a ministry of Calvary Episcopal Church recorded live in Memphis. The Calvary Podcast is weekly sermons, but also conversations, reflections, and provocations about the mystery of God and what it means to be human in the world in need of repair. Before you know what kindness really is, you must lose things. So says poet Naomi Shihab Nye, before you know what kindness really is, you must lose things. Before you know kindness as the deepest thing inside, you must know sorrow as the other deepest thing. Micah tells us that we must do justice and love kindness. And there are some prerequisites, it seems. Before we can love kindness, we must know kindness. And before we can know what kindness really is, we must lose things. We must be acquainted with sorrow. Loving kindness is perhaps also the prerequisite to doing justice. And this is a time for doing justice, like it was a time for doing justice last year, and 10 years ago, and 100 years ago, and 1,000 years ago, and if Micah and his peers are to be trusted, so it was also the time for doing justice 2,500 years ago, which is to say, it's always time. But before anyone in any time can do justice, we must love kindness. And the poet said, before you know what kindness really is, you must lose things. Before you know kindness as the deepest thing inside, you must know sorrow as the other deepest thing. This is the road we have been traveling on in Memphis of late. We have lost much. Among all that we have lost, we lost a young man named Tyree Nichols, an artist who was just trying to get home earlier this month. For some of us in this loss, we also lost the scales over our eyes, showing us a world of violence and brokenness that we had not previously known. It's also true that for many of us, this was not the moment when brutality and hurt first revealed themselves. Some of us already knew all about it. And we were already grieving and sorrowful for the toll of sin and cruelty that threads our homes and our neighborhoods, our city and our world. Before we look for kindness, we must look closely at the sorrow and the pain. Maybe for you this meant watching minutes of a grainy video. Maybe for you this means looking at your own scars. Or this means rubbing that old place where you feel the ache of death and dis-ease. This means reading the news for the embedded narrative of cold power and injustice. 
before loving kindness. This means sitting in profoundly uncomfortable conversations and in profoundly uncomfortable silence. Before we practice kindness, you and I rehearse all that you've lost, all that I've lost, all that we have lost, grieving all that is gone, grieving alongside God who is confounded at our lostness. In how many ways and how often do we forget that God brought us up out of the land of Egypt and redeemed us from the house of slavery? Before we know kindness, we must look around at the desolate landscape and acknowledge how lost we are, even in the promised land. And then kindness. It might seem like kindness is not enough for this moment, but be clear that Micah isn't talking about a namby-pamby kind of politeness. This is not about being considerate and holding the door for someone behind you. This is hesed. This is loving kindness, and it is robust and muscular. It means great mercy, faithful commitment, inconvenient compassion, and a zealousness for the well-being of the other. Micah means, I think, that kindness is the deepest thing inside. What is good, O mortal, is a deep and rich kindness that is the foundation of justice. When genuine affection guides our actions, when understanding the story of those on the road home with us shapes our steps, then justice begins to look like something God might have dreamed for us. Then justice looks more like mending what is ripped and torn with tender stitches, precisely because we know what it's like to be torn to shreds. There's another window on this kindness that preacher Edwin Johnson opened for me a week or so ago while I was sitting at a conference trying to mind my own business. He said, this, this kindness is ultimately about recognizing a shared likeness. Kindness, he said, in that we're all the same kind. We confounding mortals are so much alike. Our stories so interchangeable, so much the same kind of fractured and beautiful creatures, so much the same kind children of God. We're the same kind, you and I. And we look at sunsets and wish we could capture the grandeur. We're the same kind. We're all just trying to get home to share a meal with someone who loves us. We're also the same kind of people who don't know what to do with our anger and our fear. We're the same kind of people 
who lash out in violence with words or with fists. We're the same kind of people who abuse our power, whether we have a little or a lot. We're the same as the kind who come to church and the same as the kind who march across bridges. We are the same, y'all. All the same kind of people, all a little sorrowful, all a little lost. Before you know what kindness really is, you must lose things. Before you know kindness as the deepest thing inside, you must know sorrow as the other deepest thing. All of us share this capacity to lose things, and all of us at some point in our lives come to know sorrow as the other deepest thing. Bearing witness to the sorrow and the loss in our own quiet lives and the shared despair of our community is the beginning of real hesed, of loving kindness, of the other deepest thing. Dwelling with our loss brings us to a place where it's only kindness that makes sense anymore. So if you've spent any time this week grieving, or this month, or a good bit of last year, or some stretch of your life, and feeling overwhelmed with the size of sorrows born in our city, you're doing the hard heart work from which kindness grows. If you've imagined a mother's anguish, if you've had misgivings about the exercise of power, if you've been in touch with fear and even despair, this is what comes before kindness. Or maybe while the whole world has been talking about this tragedy, another tragedy is folding, unfolding in your little world that few even know about, because it didn't make the news. And you have to wake up to your own sorrow every day. This, too, is what comes before kindness. This presence to pain is what shapes us to be more merciful and forgiving. This is what precedes a deep curiosity about how things could be different. And this is indeed the time for mercy and forgiveness and for a vast imagination for what could be different as it has always been the time. In this loss, in this and every time of sorrow, public and private, none, known and unknown, we are called by God to be changed for good Mortals, from our pain, we are called toward a fervent and unflinching care for those around us who are just like us, suffering and aching for tenderness. This is what is required, that we get up from this place of grief and walk with humility toward a reimagined and different world a just world, a world that knows what kindness really is. 
you're curious about Calvary Episcopal Church, we are an eclectic bunch of Christian people who don't all think the same thoughts or dress the same way or vote for the same candidates or even believe all the same things about the mystery of God and what it means to be human. But we do believe that we need each other because of our differences, not in spite of them, and that God calls us into unity, not uniformity. Subscribe to the Calvary Podcast at calvarymemphis.org slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit Calvary in person at the corner of 2nd and Adams in the heart of downtown Memphis, Tennessee.